All right, let's all stand and continue in our worship this morning. Who am I that the highest king he would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am, oh, I am who you say I am, who the sun sets free, oh, is free. house in my father's house 
There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Just praise Him this morning. Amen. my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, and give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in In my cross, my shame rising again. I bless your name. You are my all in all. When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my all in all. Let's sing this out. Jesus, the Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, the Lamb of God, worthy is your name.
They did that on purpose. Listen, if you believe anything those two say, you need some counseling. Because they are not right. Um, We receive our offering this morning. There are a number of ways to do that. One is to put on a green shirt that matches the green whatever those things were. Um, trust me, you, are on, you were on my list. Now you're way like up there on the list. You have moved up to the top ten. You can give online, which I did last week. Um, you can do the text. You can do... Um, you can mail it in. You can take it by FNBC and, and drop it off, and they'll put it in the right spot. Um, you can use the app, which I do, or you can just do what I did today, which is write out a check, and I'm going to leave it um, for the girls to pick up at the end of service. We really appreciate the continued giving. I'll give a quick update. The progress on the building, uh, the, re, the revamping of the, build, the other building so we can get back in there with education is going extremely well. And uh, we went over this week and we toured everything. We looked at all the stuff that that Russ and Ray and others are doing over there. And it's coming along really, really well. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to look very similar to this building, the same color schemes and all of that. So it's going to be really nice. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And uh, uh, the youth room in the middle is coming along. It's just they've done a fantastic job over there. Our nursery, our uh, children and all of that are going to have a much better area. They'll have their own access to restrooms and all of that without going out and being exposed. We'll have new security in place so when you drop kids off they can check them in right there and and then there's no uh, there's no way for anyone to to mess with the, the kids and get in uh, unexpectedly and so on. So security is going to be upgraded all of that. So it's going to be a, a, a really good deal. But we all need to continue to contribute to that, make sure that we get everything that we need done there so that we can get back to whatever normal looks like, which I don't know what that is yet. So let's pray together. And let's just do this this morning. Let's just thank God for all the blessings that we receive. Father, thank you so much that you watch over us. You meet every need that we have. You don't always meet what we want but you always meet what we need. We thank you, Lord, you've been faithful in helping us to be able to give together, to continue the work on the building, to continue to pay all of our our bills and all the things that happen even during this pandemic. And you've been very faithful in helping us with that. And we give you praise for that and thank you for that. Thank you for all those that have gone extra and, and done extra to help get things ready for school to go back. And we thank you for that. We give you praise for all of your blessings in our lives. In Christ's name, and everyone said, amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. So good to see everybody. How's everybody doing? Are you doing good? Awesome. Hey, before we jump in today, River, I need you and Stephanie to come in the door real quick. Just real quick. Um, And I know we're in this Facebook world right now, and that's how people are doing a whole lot of stuff. But guys, River and Stephanie have just gotten engaged, so let's give them a big hand. So proud of these guys. And, uh, you know, uh, the Donahoes are just family to us, and I've known River since he was a midget, and just so excited to 
see he and Stephanie in the life they're going to have. And we're just so excited for you guys. So I just wanted to publicly uh, embarrass you both, but recognize you at the same time. So love you guys, and we're going to be praying for you, okay? Let's give them another big hand. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's one of the benefits of being pastor. People can mess with me, and then I can pick on them. That's just how that works. If you've got your Bibles, lift them up, and uh, just repeat after me this morning. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. Every word in it is true. I am who it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught God's word. It's his truth transforming every part of my life. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to do something a little different today, not too, too different. But uh, I'm going to ask Marty to pray over the service today as we go into this season uh, as a little bit of a preamble. uh, As I've spent so much time in prayer and preparation for this series, but praying for you guys. Uh, and thinking about what's going on in our country, I just want to go ahead and say something that's not what I, something I would normally like to say. But I really feel like the next couple of months are going to be very challenging. I feel like for many of us, the next couple of months may be some of the most challenging that we've encountered in our lifetimes. There may be a lot of pressure. There are going to be a lot of things going, a lot of schools going back, a lot of transition. I do think after November 4th, things might change a little bit. <laughs> I'll let you yeah. think about it and talk about it later. But... But we are going to be facing some things, pressure and stress, that are unusual. And I think that we need, as God's people, to be equipped for that. You know, I would not be a good pastor if I said everything's sunshine and roses, and even though I see this coming, if I was not preparing you guys, that would not be good. And so I believe what we're going to do over the next few weeks is preparing you all for these next couple of months, okay? And and I have good news for you, and I'll share that in a minute. But I want you now, Marty's going to pray. I want you to open your spiritual ears. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to open your hearts and minds and receive what God has for you. Whether you're here, whether you're online watching, wherever you are, prepare your hearts today to hear, Dennis, the word of the Lord. Amen. Marty, would you pray for us? Bow Bow with me, please. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your house this morning to worship you freely. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the privilege of, of uh, living in this great country, the greatest country in the modern world. Amen. We, th- we thank you for all the things that you bestow on us and the way that you love us and the way that you show us your grace and your mercy. We're reminded that you're in full control of mm-hmm. everything that occurs today, yesterday, and tomorrow. We ask your blessings on this service. We ask you to bless the pastors. He brings the word to us. Open ears, open hearts, change lives forever today. We'll love you for all of this. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Marty. Dr. Chambers and I on Wednesday night have been going through First and Second Peter. And in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, this is what Peter says to the church. He said, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of our Lord, of God, and of Jesus our Lord. Now listen to verse 3. His divine power has given us everything. You guys say everything. everything. What is everything? everything? Everything. That we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. 
Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. As Christ followers, we are not just survivors. We are overcomers. I'm going to say that again. We are not just survivors. We are overcomers. God has promised us that we will have victory not from or escape just from hard times, but God has promised us that he will bless us during challenging seasons, that we will grow during challenging seasons, and ultimately, as Christ followers, that we will overcome the enemy. But the keys to being victorious during this season require that you participate with God. I'm going to say that again. The keys for you being victorious during this season require that you participate with God. And as I was praying this week and thinking about this, and by the way, I've written eight pages of notes. I'm not going to probably, you know, just so you guys know, that's unusual for me. But it's because I want you to hear this. I believe that during these next few months, however long this goes, as we are stretched and we are challenged that God is using this season to grow us. Some Christians will not grow like they should. Some people will not participate with God in this season and be be the people that God wants them to be. That's going to happen. But that is not who you are. You guys are going to be equipped. You guys are going to be ready so that when we walk through this time, you will be prepared and you ultimately will be victorious. So here's what we're going to do. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be taking you guys through a spiritual boot camp. Look to your neighbor and say boot camp. Okay? That is different, Christy, than boot shopping. This is boot camp. Okay? And this is where in this season we're going to be preparing for what God has for us. Now, here's the good news. What we learn now is going to carry us beyond this, but we need this right now. And I wanted to use a prop, so I went and bought a tool belt. And it has a hammer. Now, Aaron saw the hammer and said, what are you doing with that? The answer to that would be, I have no idea, Rob. I do not know. But here's the deal. Here's what the next few weeks are going to be. You've got a spiritual tool belt. What I'm going to be doing each week is giving you another tool for your tool belt. So that when you run into some challenges in these next few months, you can go, ah, I need a hammer, and I've got one. Ah, I need a drill. I need a screwdriver. Whatever it is that the challenge is that you need, you are going to be spiritually prepared each week. And so week in the first week here, what we're going to give you guys is a hammer. This is where we're going to start. And we're going to be going, or I'm going to be primarily using the Psalms as a way to take us through this. And uh, look, at, look in your Bibles. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. And I used it last week, and Jesus was talking to the disciples when they were in the boat crossing the lake. And here's what Jesus said. Do not worry. Everybody say worry. How many of you guys are worried right now? A lot to be concerned about, isn't there? I've got concerns, right? But Jesus says, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. Here's the deal. You could also add in there. What's going to happen? What's going to go on? Jesus is telling us, 
Don't worry about those things. You can think about them, and you need to plan, but don't let your focus stay on those things. Because your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows that you need things. But listen to this. But seek what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I want to explain something to you today. There, there's a challenge that we have as Christ followers, as people go to church. There is a language in church that's kind of different than the language in the world. We use words like holy, and we use words like sanctification, and we use words like salvation. And these are not normal words that you hear when you're out in the world. They're really kind of confined to the world of church. The challenge with that is, if you don't know what the definitions are to those words, you can get lost. And I don't want that today, because you see that Jesus uses here the word righteousness a few times. And then also in Psalm 1, which is where we're going to be today, God talks about, or David talks about righteous people. And, and depending on how old you are, some of you, the only time you've ever heard anybody say righteous was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, okay? That just some of you guys will relate to that. But righteousness, and the word righteous simply means, I'm going to give you the simple definition for our usability, okay? Righteousness simply means God's way of doing and being right. In other words, righteousness or being righteous is how God does things. It's God's way of being right. And so when you hear today, when I talk about the righteous people, righteous people are simply people that live the way that God wants them to. They do the things that God wants them to do. So we're going to start today in Psalm 1 for our tool belt. And as I was preparing for this, and I was thinking about King David, and one of the reasons why I'm going to reference the Psalms a lot over the next few weeks, is David was constantly in and out of pressure situations. Imagine he's a king. He went through seasons where he was hunted. People were trying to kill him. Then he became king, and he was constantly facing enemies outside the kingdom, and then also from even challenges within his own family. His own son tried to kill him. So David was constantly facing challenges and pressure. So when he writes the Psalms, it gives us a snapshot of how we can walk with God through challenging times. And when I read what the theologians had to say about Psalm 1, it's the perfect psalm to set off the entire book. It sets the tone, and it's only six verses. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm only going to take you guys through six verses today. But these six verses are incredibly powerful. So this is how we're going to start boot camp today. Psalm 1, I'm reading out of the NIV. I'm going to read through this, and I'm going to go through and break it down for us, okay? Psalm 1, blessed. Who wants to be blessed? Everybody? Okay. Blessed is the person who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, and I'll explain all that in a minute, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates or thinks on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Now listen to this next statement. Whatever they do, 
prospers. How does that sound? Whatever the righteous person does prospers. Not so the wicked, for they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, because of this, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, the people that do things God's way. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is how David starts the Psalms. And there is so much here that helps us in this season that we need to get a hold of. Blessed. The word blessed, Hebrew word that's used here is the word esher, and it has the idea of happiness and contentment. So when God talks about blessing us, he talks about helping us to be happy and content. That's an amazing thing. How many of you right now would like to feel some happiness and contentment? Can I see your hands? Yeah, right now, happiness and contentment are something that we all need. And here's the deal. Here's something I want to say to you up front. These promises are not just in seasons when everything's cool. David is talking about that you can find in us happiness and contentment even in a challenging season, even in times when things are not going the way you want to, even though you may be, Wayne, facing incredibly difficult challenges, there is a blessing that comes from God, and you can find happiness and contentment not from the storm, but in it. Right now, as God's people, we need this. We need the blessing of God. My question is, how do I get it? I'm very practical, guys. If you've been around me any at all, you know that I want a hammer. I want a tool. Don't just give me a theory. Don't just give me a philosophy. Don't give me a concept. When I walk out of here today, I want something I can use today. I need a tool that can help me right now. Ideas are great. Give me a tool. This is a hammer. This is something you can use constantly. This is something that you need. It is a foundational concept for you and I. And here's the big thought today, guys. Here's the big thought. The person or the people who walk with God and obey his commands will be blessed, filled with happiness and contentment. And that's us. As God's children, as God's people, we have those very great and precious promises that are available to us. So if I'm feeling stressed right now, if I'm dealing with worry right now, is that God's deal or is it mine? Let me tell you something. That's on me. This does not mean that we should be people with our head buried in the sand. We need to look at the situation that we're facing, but what we need to do is recognize the situation that we're facing, but then lift our eyes towards God and believe his promises like we talk about every week. This is my Bible, every word, and it is true. I am who God says, like the song did, I am who God says I am. And I can be blessed in this season. I can be an overcomer in this season. But how do we do that? Well, let's look at verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. The first thing that David says, verse 1, chapter 1, 
book of Psalms, he starts off and says, watch out who you hang out with. That's how it starts. Who are you around? In other words, in our society, not only who are you around, who are you getting your information from? Who are you associating with? What are you listening to? This is what David says is fundamental to the blessing of God. What are your sources and who are you with? And notice he says some things very, very specifically here. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Who are you walking with? Now, here's the deal, guys. When I hear the word wicked, I understand, you know, that sounds like, wow, wicked people, I get that. That's, that sounds really evil, right? It's hard for us to think of, man, I don't walk around with wicked people, right? I mean, I don't necessarily walk day to day, but who am I associating with and who is walking with me in my life? It says in step. Who are those around me that I'm associating with? Now, I'm not talking about being at work. I know there are challenges. We, we have lives outside of here. But who are the people that you walk through life with? Who are the people that you're walking in step with? And if there's wickedness there, you can't be blessed. If there's wickedness there, it's going to get on you. So he says, walk, people that don't walk, and then stand. That's those, who do you stand with? Who are you hanging out? You know, one of the things I love is when I go to football games, and I'll stand out there, and I'll, of course, we all, everybody knows everybody. We're all family, and you walk up, and, and the people that you stand with, you associate with that group, don't you? Those are the people that you're standing around with. Those are the people that you see and you walk up to, and now you stand with them. What goes on in there? Those conversations that are going on in there. Where do you stand? And then he says this, and this is the one I had to research because I wasn't sure exactly what it was. He said, or sits in the company of mockers. Now, that's not a word I use a lot. I mean, mocker. And so I wanted to understand what that was. So I went back and I studied the Hebrew and began to look back and understand who is a mocker. What is a mocker? Mockers fall into the same category as complainers and fault finders. Here's what's interesting about this. Notice what David says. You don't walk with the wicked. Well, I'm not going to walk with the wicked, right? Or, or stand with sinners. Well, we all know who sinners are, right? We, all, we can easily identify them, right? We, you know, that, that's my sinner voice, by the way, the sinners, right? We, that, that's easy to find a sinner, but mockers is a little bit different. Mockers is, mockers is a little bit different. Because mockers can be people that are also complainers and fault finders. And can I tell you right now, it's easy to identify the wicked and it's pretty easy to identify sinners. But mockers, it's easy for us to fall in that trap. Complainers. Fault finders. I want to tell you as I wrote this and went over again my, my notes this morning, I looked up some translations here. In the New Living Translation, the last phrase of Psalm 1 asserts that those who do not join with mockers will experience joy. Other translations replace the word mockers with those who are disrespectful. You mean you're going to compare 
sinners and wicked people with people that are just being disrespectful? It doesn't seem the same. The entire Hebrew nation was scornful and mocking and could not enter into the promised land of God. And right now, the greatest challenge, I think, for most Christians is not, it's not walking with the wicked or standing with sinners. It's falling into a place where we become mockers. And I think right now, I think of the leaders and the people that I know that are in situations of authority, our teachers, our superintendents, our business owners, the, the coaches, people that I'm in contact with. This is the hardest time for most people as a leader that they've ever experienced. And a lot of the challenges they face are people that are mocking and scoffing. And I'm going to just say it this way, being an armchair quarterback. It is so easy to sit in the stands and tell the coach what he ought to do or the player how to play. And we can become scornful and we can become mockers. And guys, it's happening. It's happening. And so you need to check your heart because if you want to be blessed, you can't be a mocker. You can't. And you need to watch if the ones that you're hanging out with are becoming mockers or scornful or disrespectful because that will keep the blessing of God coming from you. And it's so easy to do right now for me too. Well, they should have done this. Why can, can you believe they did that? And that becomes disrespectful. And God will not bless it. Somebody say amen. In other words, who you associate with and listen to matters. And what comes out of your mouth right now matters. Where you stand and what you say matters. Who are you spending time with and who are you listening to? Okay, I, I, I've got something I need to throw out there because this is deeply spiritually important. Who likes chili? Can I see your hands, please? And the people of God raise their hands all around the building. Hallelujah. I love chili. I can only make two things, Grant, that are pretty good. One is a bowl of cereal. I am killer with a bowl of cereal. The second is chili. I make, Carol, I do. I just make good chili. And it's venison chili. I have a certain way I do it, Donald. It's just there's a thing I do, it's, and I love it. Here's the thing about chili. When does chili really taste good? Come on, somebody. Next day or the day after. You give chili three days, oh, come on. Just scrape the green stuff off the top, come on. And then just go, why is it so good? Why is it good after two or three days? What's it done? Marinated, soaked up all the spices. And it'll change your life. And it'll, and it'll probably deworm you, okay? I mean, here's my question for you. Who are you marinating with? If, if your chili pot is who's with you, who is spicing your life? Because the longer you sit there, the more you're going to absorb that. Amen? And if I want to be blessed, then I need to make sure that where I'm soaking is healthy. Amen? All right, let's go to point number two. Instead of walking sitting and standing with those opposed to God, the blessed person will spend time and embrace the word of God and his law. So we know where we shouldn't be, right, Keith? We know what we shouldn't do. 
Okay, got that. What should I do? Psalm 1 verse 2 says this, what the righteous person does, remember righteousness is doing things God's way, our easy explanation. But his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates on it day and night. Throughout the Psalms, the phrase of the Lord is used to describe God's entire word, not just one set of books. Or It's the entire word of God. And our job as believers right now is we need to be in God's word. We need to be in God's word and allow it to be where we marinate. Because, see here, guys, we all know this is true. 99% of what you hear out there is going to be negative. If I go on Fox, CNN, or anything else right now, even our local papers, what, most of the time what they're going to report is not, hey, Sister Susie found her lost puppy. It's going to be something that's bad. It's going to be something that's going to stir people up. Why? Because that sells, and that keeps us disturbed, and that keeps us ill at ease. And yet when you read God's word, sometimes as you read God's word, and I, and I was thinking about this this week as well, there were times when the, the Hebrew children would have been away from God for a while, and they would read God's word, and they would weep because God's word would reveal things in their life that they needed to repent. But then as they would repent, the leaders would stand up and say, now that you've done that, let's celebrate. Now it's time for the blessing of God to come. Now it's time for us to embrace what God has done. But let's get into his word and allow that to marinate in our life. And it's the entire word of God. Read Psalms. Go through and read New Testament. I mean, I jump around. I'll go to different areas. And we're going to start our men's Bible study Tuesday nights. We're going to be studying Jeremiah. You know, we studied Daniel before. We're moving Old Testament and New Testament. Why? Because we want to marinate in the entire word of God. Because you need a hammer. You need a hammer. You know, there have been times um, that I've gone hunting, and I know hunting season's coming, and, and I will admit that this has happened to me. One of the worst sounds in the world is a very quiet sound, and it's when you're sitting in the deer stand, and you look out, and there's that buck, and he walks out, and you've been waiting for this moment, and you've invested all this deer corn in this guy, and you know he's probably going to taste good. And you put the rifle up there, and you get the sights down, and you pull the trigger, and what happens? Click. I did everything except put the shell in the chamber. Can I just tell you something? That's the most important part. Can I tell you something else? I've done it. And that's a bad feeling. One of the biggest deer I ever lost, I wasn't ready. We need to be ready. You need to have your shell in the chamber, and you need to marinate in the Word of God during this season every day. Get up in the morning, read the Word for a few minutes. On your lunch break, read the Word for a few minutes. At night before you go to bed, read the Word, because if you're filling yourself with all this other stuff, what are you going to be thinking about? That. Marinating. Marinating. Number three, and then I'm going to close. The righteous person will, everybody say will, be blessed and prosper. Will be blessed.
blessed and prosper. Here's why that's important. Most of my life, most of my 53 years, our country has just been blessed. We've had some challenging times, but for probably 95% of it, it's just been awesome. Things are good. Things are easy. We've all done well. It's been nice. And then all of a sudden we get challenged, and then I have to go to the Word of God, and I look at the Word of God, and I try to understand what is God saying here because this doesn't feel like anything else I've experienced. So God, where are you? How does this work? The righteous person will be blessed and prosper, and I'm going to jump ahead of myself here. Listen, regardless of the season, the promises of God, the promises of God are yes and amen. And as long as I am walking in righteousness, as long as I am walking in the way that God wants me to walk, he has promised me that he will bless me regardless of what the season is. I know people in our community right now who are being absolutely blessed in the middle of a challenging season because God's word works anyway. And you may say, Pastor, how, how does that happen? How can God bless us? I have no idea. It's just the way God works. But can I tell you something else that's amazing? When God blesses you in a season that's difficult, you know it's him. When he blesses you and everything else shows like it shouldn't be a blessing, when things go well when they shouldn't, when God blesses in the middle of all this and you go, how is this happening? And then there's the thought, oh, it's him. Because our nature says when, when everything's going great, who do we usually think it is? It's me, man. I'm blessing myself. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm just, you know, why wouldn't I be blessed? No, 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 no. But when things get hard, and God's blessing comes, it is so rewarding. Listen to these words, Psalm 1-3. The, that person, the person that listens and marinates in God's word, the righteous is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Man, can I tell you something? Look at that picture right there. I went down this morning, down to the river lot, where we've all, many of us have been many times, and I went down to the river, and I listened to the water going over the falls, and I sat there, and I looked at those big, lush trees, and that, when I, when I think of it, when I read this, I think of that. During the middle of a drought, the tree that's planted by water, will still prosper. During this season, what a beautiful image of people that live in, in Spring River country. That even during droughts, which we have had before, if you go down to the river, those trees, the drought does not impact them. Why? Because they're planted by the water. But woe be the tree that's in the middle of the field in a drought. Woe be a tree that way. And here's the deal. We choose. We choose. David is telling us here, look, I know what it's like to be blessed. I know what it's like to go through challenging times. And I can see God blessing me even during challenging seasons. But who I stand with, who I listen to, 
what I say matters. And I need to focus on God's word and meditate on it day and night because during that season, I will yield fruit in season. In season. And I love it. It says their leaf will not wither. But think about this. Whatever they do prospers. What a blessing of God. Whatever we lay our hand to, God will bless, even during this season. The righteous person's blessings are not subject to outside sources, but they are blessed according to God's economy. I'm going to read that again. The righteous person's blessings are not subject to outside sources, but they are blessed according to God's economy. I'm going to read Psalm 1 as a whole, and then I'll close. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever they do, prospers. Verse 4, not so the wicked, the unrighteous, the people that don't do things God's way. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. They're like chaff. We don't do a lot of that around here where we harvest things and separate the grain from the husk. I remember growing up as a kid, we'd have corn and we'd have wheat. And I remember doing some of those things where you would rub your hands together and separate the two. Age myself a little bit here. Bless my heart. I'm reading this and I get to this part in the psalm and all I can hear is the Kansas song, Dust in the Wind. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Seriously. That's your pastor. <laughs> but I love that psalm because it reminds me that only things that are permanent will remain. Only the things that, we are done, that are done in him will remain. And the wicked are like chaff. The mockers will perish. The wicked don't leave anything behind. The sinners. Guys, you get to choose. Where do I stand? What do I believe? I know the next couple of months are going to be challenging. But I believe, based on the word of God, that we can be blessed during this season. Even in the challenging times. And so when this wind blows, the chaff will blow away, but the gold will still be there. The grain will still be there. Because we are God's people, and he will bless us during this season. Listen to this last verse, verse 6. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Here's my summary, and it should be on your notes to carry home. We all want to be blessed, happy, and content. God gives us this option, but we have to choose to be blessed. God's righteousness is his way of doing and being right. 
And if we walk, stand, or sit with the wicked, allowing their influence to guide us, we will not be blessed. We will be cursed. I don't want to be cursed. There have been seasons in my life where I have disobeyed God and I lived under his curse. I'm just going to be honest. Guys, that's not the place to be. It's not the place to be. If we choose to embrace God's word and submit to him, we will be blessed. We will be like a tree that bears fruit even during a drought. And I put the word in a pandemic. He can bless us during a pandemic. He can bless us. You know, there are things going on in our community right now where we are being blessed even in the middle of this as a community. Guys, over the last month, I've had four people, including a family here today, that have contacted me from different parts of the state. I had a call Friday from a guy from Florida that just bought a house in Violet Hills. Found it online, never even saw it in person. You know what he said to me Friday? We were getting, we're getting out of Dodge. We're coming to the hills. And then he said these words to me. My son and I are watching Clash of the Ozarks. Do you know any of those people? <laughs> I kid you not. That really happened. And I couldn't lie. <laughs> And I said, yeah, one of them's one of my best friend's dad. <laughs> but then he said these words to me. This was very telling. He said, can I ask you a question, Pastor? A father with, I think, four or five kids. He said, could we be a part of your clan at your church? He said that. Could we be a part of your clan at your church? I said, man, you bet. Come on and be a part of our family. That's powerful. Even during these seasons, God can bless us. God will watch over us during this season. He said he'll watch the righteous, Sam. He's watching over us. He's not abandoned us. And here's the bottom line. We will overcome and we will win if we choose to submit to God's way of doing things and we embrace his word which tells us how to live and be careful who influences us that's it isn't that simple isn't it simple you're one relationship away from blessing but you're also one relationship away from cursing make your decision stand I'll stand this morning. Remember these words, dust in the wind. We are all just dust in the wind. (laughs) You are blessed, child of God. Do not let fear reign in your life. Do not let fear reign in your life. Believe God's word and embrace it. Reject 
the voices on the outside and the influences that you know are leading you the wrong way. And the blessing of God will flow in your life during this season. Amen. Let's bow our heads. I'm going to pray over you and dismiss you today. Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for your grace that is over us. We thank you, Lord, for your precious promises that during this season we can find your blessing. Lord, I thank you for peace that passes understanding. I thank you for a love that will never let us go, that nothing can separate us from your love. Father, we choose to draw near to you today. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, to give us strength and wisdom. And all of God's amazing people said, amen. So next week, Kids Church starting again Sunday. Our plan is to begin to roll classes back in over the next few weeks. So we're, we're hoping to get things started. We will keep you guys in the loop on that. Thank you for loving God and loving people. I want you all to get out there and go be the hands and feet of Jesus and love on folks. Amen. God bless you as you go today. Spirit.